Lord, want to thank you for uh, Brother Leland, who's going to give us a message this morning from you that's on his heart. Lord, I pray God for that to actively come forth and for us to be blessed in here in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We're thankful for God and his love towards us and giving us this opportunity to be in his house today and worship him and receive from him uh, manna uh, that he has prepared for us, his church. And uh, let me just say uh, again, thank you. I know he's not in here to Pastor Mike for his gracious uh, graciousness and, and allowing Kathy and I, and for you, to allow us uh, the opportunity to to belong uh, to this body. Uh, as as uh, Brother Mike uh, mentioned earlier, Pastor Mike, this this is our last Sunday for the season, uh, and we'll be back. Uh, God willing, I believe he he will will it. We'll be back in the spring. Uh, hope to see you again in May. Uh, so uh, we love this church. We do. We love you as a people, uh, our brothers and sisters and friends, and and uh, you bless us every season we come. And uh, you're just a blessing to us, and uh, we thank you for for the opportunity to to uh, worship with you and to serve God with you. And uh, we're looking forward to coming back next year uh, and uh, being a part. We consider this. People ask us where our home church is, and we consider this our home church, which some feel kind of strange because we're. Uh, we're, we're native Texans, and they said, well, how can your home church be in, in Michigan? And uh, we, and, and we have, we, we, have uh, we attend church with uh, Kathy's sister and brother-in-law that pastor in Whiteface, but that's not our home church. Uh, and uh, then, you know, but we're, we're in several places in Texas, and so we attend several churches each place we go and we just, we just can't put down the roots there that we have been able to do here and we just, this feels like home and so uh, this church and so thank you again for allowing us to be blessed uh, with you in these services and um Thank you, and be praying for us. We're going. We're leaving a little earlier, a couple of weeks earlier than we usually do this year. But we've got some travels we want to do. Uh, we're going to add probably a good. I haven't added it up, but I'm guessing probably a good 500 miles to our our trip home this year. We're going out of the way, but we're going to to New York, to Buffalo, to Niagara Falls, and then down through. Uh, Philadelphia and Virginia, West Virginia, and uh, then back into Tennessee and Arkansas, which we're uh, we've done before. But some new ground this year, and um, just take this has been a busy summer for us, very busy summer. We, uh, quite frankly, didn't feel like we were retired this year. Uh, uh, 
just want to give uh, uh, kudos to Rob uh, Click over in, in East Jordan at the Tourist Park. Great man. Uh, we just, he's a young man. We, he's kind of like a son to us, even though he's our boss. You know, he, he's kind of like a son to us. We've just really uh, uh, connected with him. And uh, uh, he was so shorthanded this year with help. And uh, we just stepped up and said, okay, we'll get done what's got to get done. And so we really didn't feel like much. We, we've hadn't been retired. Uh, so we want to take a couple of weeks to enjoy some downtime and, quite frankly, each other and uh, God's creation and just so be, but point is pray for us as we travel uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, this morning, I, I want to, to talk to you, if I could, about a subject that the Lord has laid on my heart, and it's not a new subject, it's not a, certainly not a new message, and it, but it's something that I think is timely because and we hear it so often, and that is fear. I think right now there's a there's a lot of fear out there, and maybe even in in here. Um, and and there's some some uh, stigma to fear that that we we need as as the child of God and as the church that that we need to understand. Uh, if I could, there's a positive type of fear. And there's what we could call a negative type of fear. And I think as, as there, there's preachers out there that teaching that all fear is bad, and if you have fear, you don't have faith. Well, I, I, and you can disagree with me if you'd like. That's fine. But I disagree with that. I, I don't believe that a lack uh, or a, a sense of fear is a sign of lack of faith. I don't believe that at all. Uh, God has given us all of our senses. He's given us everything. And people say, well, fears of, of the devil. In the scripture, and I'll read a scripture here in a little bit, that talks about, you know, that 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 the enemy... Uh, does you know contribute to fear, and I now I do believe that, but that negative fear. Uh, the there there's a a positive fear. One is there's a fear of God. The word mentions it over and over and over and over again. But that's a positive fear because it draws us and it pushes us closer to a, a precious, powerful, magnificent God. It's like my, my children, you can ask them, in one breath they'll say, I love my dad. My dad's a great dad. Thank God they feel that way. You know, you know my dad loves me and he, he's always been there for me and he takes care of me. And, you know, in one breath they'll tell you that. And then in another breath they may tell you, my dad has scared me to death before. 
you know, through through discipline and 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 character building and those sorts of things, they 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 feared that authority, if you please, uh, is the best way I know to put it, uh, and and that's a positive fear. I believe God placed within us a fear of certain things to protect us. Yes, snakes. <laughs> In my snakes, I can't handle snakes. I'm sorry. I just don't like snakes. Almost to a phobia. Not quite. I can see them and I can look at them, but I don't get close to them and I certainly fear them. I think that's a positive fear. <laughs> You know, I, I I hear churches that take up serpents. Well, God didn't instruct me that way. I know they they He did those in the and He in those in the Scripture He did, but God has not spoken to me. And I tell you, He'll have to speak loud to get me to do that. There will not be. If you ever see me pick up a serpent, you know God spoke loudly, and I knew it was Him. But there's a positive fear. You know, we teach our, our children to fear certain things, and that's a positive thing. You know, I, teach, I taught my children don't play in the street because, you know, I wanted them to fear getting hurt by someone driving down the road. And, you know, there's positive. I think you get the point. There's a positive fear and there's a negative fear. But this morning I, I want to address... <clears throat> the the these things and 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 so I want to talk this morning about fear versus faith. I want to read a very common and very well known scripture that talks about what faith is. It says now now faith is the assurance I'm reading for amplified in case you're wondering. Now, what's the assurance? It's the confirmation, the title, the deed, the ownership. It's the evidence of owning of the things that we hope for. Isn't it great that you can have hope? Have you ever known anybody that has that had no hope? All hope was gone. All hope had escaped them. They had no hope. It's a sad thing. It's a sad thing. Being in faith is the proof of things that we don't see. see how can it be proven if it, if it can't be seen? See, the world teaches you you have to see it, you have to touch it, you have to smell it, you have to hear it. For it to be real. Well, in faith and through faith, we we see those things through faith and the conviction and the conviction of the reality that they are real and they are fact and is not revealed. Necessarily, this scripture says to the census, but I, 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 at least in this, uh, this particular, uh, Bible version, it says that, um, uh, 
that faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed in the census. Well, I, I have a little different take on that. And my different take on that, I'm not saying that's not true, but they're talking about the natural census and, and in the ways that that's, you smell. I think through faith, faith actually makes us see those things and sense those things through our, our natural senses. I just do it in a different way. I don't, I, I see God's real reality and that truly there is a God. I see it through the, 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 his creation. I hear the reality of God spiritually speaking. Now, it could be audible, or it may just be through the Spirit, but I hear it. So it's not necessarily, it may or may not be necessarily the natural senses, but we sense God and we know His reality through faith and through spiritual means. Does that make sense? I know God's real because I, I do feel Him. Not necessarily in a touchy way, but I feel him. I don't, I, I believe in God not because I see him with a physical eye and his, his, uh, uh, silhouette or whatever, but I see him through a spiritual sense of what he's created. And only a, that God, only that God could do the things that he's done. I believe in God because I've heard Him. I talk to Him. I speak to Him and I hear back from Him, not necessarily Him in audible voice. Seldom do I hear Him in an audible way, but I hear Him spiritually in the heart. And folks, I want to tell you something, and I've mentioned this before, you know that deep place I've mentioned before that only God can fulfill to make us complete, as we sang in the song and that, that, that ministered to me this morning, He makes us complete only when He fills that spot. Well, we hear Him there. That's where we hear him, not with these ears, but with these ears, if you please. With that, that created portion of us that only God can speak to, and it makes sense. So faith does make things become real, but we have to have that faith. That hope, that sight. Look at uh, in Second Corinthians. If you want to turn there, or if they want to put it up on the screen, if they have that capability to do that. But in First uh, Corinthians chapter five and verse seven, it says, "Purge or clean out the old leaven that you that you may be fresh." Nudos still contaminates. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. Second Corinthians. I said first. I meant second Corinthians. That wasn't the right scripture. It's a good scripture. I may have to go back and read that again later. But it's Second Corinthians, chapter five and verse seven. Let me get over here to it. 
For we walk by faith. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction, our belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy favor. Thus we walk by faith. We walk by faith. Not by sight or appearance. We walk this life, we walk this journey by faith. Spiritually walking through this life. By faith. So faith. Now let's talk a little bit about fear. I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, about fear and uh, the stigma that comes to it and wanted to clarify some things about fear. But let's look at Romans 8 and 15. For the spirit which you have now received, in other words, this is for the believer or the converted, it says, so... The spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. See, there there is a fear, as I mentioned earlier, to God, but it's not a fear of bondage. It's not a fear of slavery. It's not a negative fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship, in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father. In other words, uh, if you look at the uh, King James Version, it says you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. In other words, you have been received in, you've been accepted in to a fam- the family of God. So you now are a a child of God. I'm an adopted child. I have an adopted child. And I know what adoption's all about. And to me, it's the most blessed thing on the face of the earth. And I, because why? Because I've experienced it. I know adoption's not just some thing that people do. No, no, there's so much love involved and acceptance involved. You know, you get what I mean? You know, I, I may have told you, I don't remember, I've, I've used it in, in services before, but uh, when I was a child, I'd go home crying because kids made fun of me of being adopted. Oh, you're adopted. <laughs> you know, they probably didn't even know what it meant, but they heard it, they picked it up, and so they, you know, it was a funny thing to them. So I went home, and my mother told me, she said, next time they tell you that, just tell them, you were chosen. You were chosen by your parents. Their parents, you know, they were born to their, but you were chosen. So I gave it a little extra spin. I went to school and they started in. I said, my parents chose me. Your parents just got stuck with you. <laughs> Didn't take long. They quit, they quit giving me a hard time about being adopted. 
You know, it's a special thing. God chose you. He chose you. You're special. You're special. Adoption is so special, and especially in with God's, God's uh, choosing us. And, of course, he's chose every living person on the face of this earth. They just won't choose him back. They just won't be a part of the family. But you're chosen. Let's look at Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 16. As we continue uh, to talk about fear. It says, lift up over all the covering, the shield. That's what the King James Version says. Now, go back to where the scripture talks about that battle that we fight and when we go up against it, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of the air and, you know, and, and put on the whole armor of God. Well, this scripture, that's, that's basically what it's, it's referring to. It says, lift up over all the covering or the shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles or the darts of the wicked one. Lift up that shield of faith. Lift it up and put it out there in front of you and walk this walk, this journey. When the, So when that evil one shoots those flaming darts at you, glances off, you know, it just bounces off. As I said, there's positive faith, there's negative faith. Now, don't get... We hear so much about heroes and the courage of heroes, and we should. We, we, we should, you know, I'm saying we should. Our soldiers, our first responders, they, they should get credit for what they do. Don't, I'm not downplaying that whatsoever. However, let me tell you something. <clears throat> and having served as a firefighter paramedic for over 40 years, I, I think I can speak to this with some certainty. And any firefighter, paramedic, soldier, first responder, whatever, that tells you any different, watch them carefully because they'll probably tell you stories about other things too or lies about other things, Okay. See, we get this glimpse that these folks don't have fear. False. False. Well, they, let's take, talk about firefighters. Well, they, they can't have fear if, if they're running 
police officers can't have fear if they're running towards danger when everybody else is running away. No, 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 no. Soldiers running in when everybody else is running away. It has nothing to do, they're not doing that because they lack fear. They do it because they have courage. There's a difference between fear, having fear, and having courage. You can have both. Those, let me tell you, and I have a point to that, the, the courageous have fear. The difference between they have fear just like you do or any other person would, they have fear. The difference is, is that the need or the a situation requires that they proceed into the problem. Do you hear what I said? The difference is, is with them they have fear. The difference is, is the need or the situation or whatever it may be requires that they proceed into the problem. And so that need to go into the situation, that need, that, and I can't explain it to you. Why would anybody do that, right? I can't explain it to you. I don't know why I did it, I, I, other than it was part of who I was. It was built into me, and, and I had a desire to do it, okay? Some people say, well, you're crazy. Well, maybe, yeah, I, Maybe so. I don't know. It, it's just you do it. It's built into you. It's just something you do. Being that soldier, being that first responder, whatever the case may be, it's just you do it. You see the need. You see the problem. You attack the problem. You don't think about the fear. You look back on it later and you go, that was, that was rough. That was tough. But you do it. You did it because that's why what you what needed to be done, and that's what you do. That's what we do in faith as well. We're fighters. We're warriors, right? We have a body of armor, and part of that armor is that shield of faith that I talked about. And let me tell you, folks, you have the greatest commander. Uh, the greatest chief uh, the world has ever seen, ever known, and his name is Jesus. And you go forth as you fight these battles, folks. You fight the battle. There may be a fear that comes at you. Let me tell you, how many of you have ever feared? Have any of you have ever been struck? I feel like I'm preaching to the choir this morning, but folks, the choir needs a director every now and then to keep us in sync, to keep us learning more. You know what I'm saying? We, we need to go and we need to fight this battle. And even though that fear may come upon you, and if you haven't experienced, you might, and you most likely will at some point, 
face a fear. But see, here's the thing, is when we face that fear as a mighty warrior of God, we we see the need, we see the consequence, we see the greater need than my fear. And you attack it just like that soldier and that warrior in life. You attack it or you, you go at it just like that first responder. Why? Because the need is great. And because there's a, a, a greater reward by attacking it, by going forth. And so you go into it and you go at it and you use that armor of God, that shield of faith. And you become courageous in Jesus and through Jesus. And you conquer it. You conquer it. Courage obtains uh, obtains victory. Pastor Hibb said it earlier, I thought, preach it, brother. When he said, in his in the case he was using was grief, steals our victory, pushes our fear does the same thing. Fear steals so many blessings from us, so many accomplishments from us. You hear what I'm saying? It does. Oh, I'm fearful to go out there and talk to people about Jesus. Oh, you, you, the devil's, that's a fiery dart. And it's stealing victory not only from you, but from someone else. It steals so many fears, steals so many victories from us. It's not new, there's nothing new to being fearful. It's not, it's not a new thing. Being fearful is not a new thing. Do you think the disciples feared? I know they did. <laughs> Peter feared. They, they all feared when they see Jesus taken, arrested and taken away and crucified. They all feared. Peter said, Oh Lord, I'll never deny you. I'll never, I'll never do anything. And Jesus knew better about Peter. He said, Oh Peter, <laughs> you're a rock, but you're going to deny me. You're going to fear. He didn't call it fear, but he knew he was going to deny him out of fear. And what did he do? He denied him three times. Just like Jesus said he would. Why? And why did he do that? Out of fear. I think Peter feared before that night. You remember when G, when Peter walked out on the, the water? He stepped out of the boat and he said, bid me come to you. Jesus said, well, come on. And so he stepped out on the water and he began to walk to Jesus and fear gripped him. Because all of a sudden he quit looking at with faith, quit seeing with faith and started looking at 
what was going on around him and he is in that and that natural fear took over and he seen the waves and the rain and he feared and he began to sink but did Jesus just say well you know your lack of faith you dirty rascal you just go ahead and drown no that's not what Jesus did Jesus did say uh, he reached down pulled him back up and walked him on to the where he was and they walked back to the boat together and notice that Peter walked back to the boat with Jesus. The touch of Jesus gave him that faith back that he needed to accomplish what he was doing a little bit earlier before fear took over and he sank. See, when, when Jesus and the disciples were on the boat, you remember Jesus fell asleep in the big storm and he was sleeping. They come down and say, oh, do you, you not care that we die? Why do you say, oh, you little, little faith. He didn't say they didn't have faith. They were fearful, folks. They were fearful for their life. And that's what goes back when I said earlier in preachers that say if you have fear, you don't have faith. No, that's not scriptural. Jesus even told them they had faith. It was just diminished at that moment. Faith is faith. Okay, you have a measure of faith, yes, okay. But see, they didn't have, they had fear, but they still had faith. He just said, your faith went a little bit wide because of the fear. Let's talk about a couple of people. David, now he doesn't tell us, and David was so bold, and David was a, God after man's own heart. He, I mean, he was the apple of God's eye, and I mean, he was great and mighty. Of course, we know he, he made some mistakes, but, but you know. So I wonder, you know, it doesn't tell us, but you, do you think maybe there was a little fear when David went out and met Goliath? I wouldn't be surprised if David what there wasn't some fear. But his faith, he's seen a need, and his faith, just like that that soldier, there's a job to be done. His faith, he pushed forward, and he accomplished what God wanted accomplished. Do you think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had fear? I don't know. I don't know. They were strong in their faith. I do know that. And they were courageous. I do know that. But they were human. So I think there might have been some fear there. But Jesus didn't walk away from them because they had faith. No, no, no. No, and they didn't back down because of that fear. Again, their faith, they went through and did what had to be done. They proceeded into the situation. Let me close with reading 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God, that you, a child of God, see, adoption does not differentiate between birth mother, birth father, and adoptive father. So when you're born, what, it, what 
for whatever is born of God. So if you're born again, you're born uh, into this family of God. Whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Woo, that's exciting. You're victorious over the world. And this is a victory that conquers the world, even our flesh. Fear usually creeps up through the flesh side of us, the human side of us, the flesh side of us. So can we conquer fear? Absolutely. We, it's going to conquer the world. Being born into this, this family of God is going to give us victory and we're going to conquer over the world, even over the flesh. So who is it that is victorious over that conquers the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Trust in and relies on that fact. So, what am I saying? I'm saying if you are born again through Jesus Christ and you believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God, go ahead and come. If you believe that, if you believe that, then you do not have to be a slave to fear. You don't have to be a slave to fear. You can conquer fear. Choose to be a child of God. Choose to be a warrior. Choose to fight. And even those things that can be scary, we're going to go through it. We're going to attack it. We're going to fight through it and we are going to be victorious and not only scripture tells us not only are we going to conquer it's one of my favorite scriptures not only are we going to conquer we're going to be more than a conqueror <laughs> God not only done things right but he done more than what was needed what this world would call overkill how many times has he not only given you what you needed but more The scripture tells us not only is he going and not only does he give you life, which would be enough. <laughs> Life's enough. God, you're, you're giving me eternal life. That's enough. Giving me a better life on this earth while I walk this journey. That's enough. But he said, I'm not only going to give you life, I'm going to give it to you more abundantly. As a child of God, you are blessed with more 
and more and more and more than you could ever imagine. You receive blessings you're not even aware of. <laughs> you, I mean, seriously, you receive blessings from God that you are not even aware of. And we certainly receive blessings that we take for granted. (laughs) I'm guilty of that. I get blessed and I I receive blessings that I take for granted. Just the fact that I got up this morning and still breathing is a blessing. And I took it for granted. Because I get up every morning and take my first breath and I, you know, so I take it for granted that I did it again today. Don't fear life because fear robs us of victory. Fear robs us of joy. I choose Jesus. I choose life. I choose joy. I choose peace over fear. There's times when fear is going to come. It's going to attack us. The devil's going to shoot that missile, that fiery dart at us. But remember, we've got we've got a defense against it. It's called faith. The shield of faith. It's called faith. You're not going to lose just because the devil shoots something at you you've got much greater than he could ever imagine. Amen. Stand with me this morning. And I pray peace upon you. I pray joy upon you. I pray victory. Kathy and I pray blessings over you. And just pray that God would walk with you. Amen. Father, we come to you today. Lord, thank you for giving us everything we need. Lord, for giving us the measure of faith. Lord, for giving us joy, for giving us peace, for giving us life, for giving us, Lord, victory. That's what we need. Thank you for giving us those things. Thank you for giving us everything else as well, the things that we don't necessarily need, but sure is nice to have. Lord, I pray over Center Point Assembly, Lord, your richest blessings. Pastor Mike, Pastor Rip, the board. Lord, the precious people that attend here, Lord, and that are part of this this family. God, we pray your richest blessings. We pray health. We pray many victories over them. Lord, we just ask you to keep us all safe until we can be together again. 
love, love them with only a, the love that can come from a father, the love that can come from a shepherd. Lord, we just give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Go with the Lord. Have a blessed day, blessed week, blessed winter. (laughs) Amen.